welcome to High Vibes. I am your host, Bill G, with co-host Nina G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth-dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now, for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm Bill G and I'm here with Nina. And today we're going to have a very interesting aftermath show. Uh, two episodes ago on episode 10, we were talking about archetypes and we doused our archetypes and within our relationship. And also we doused how other people see us. And when we got done, we were rather kind of in a loss about what to do about it. I mean, we cleared it, but then we were like, well, what's going to happen now? And uh, wow, something happened. It was crazy town. And we wanted to share it with you because, you know, we can talk about our clients and we can talk about uh, what this stuff can do. But, you know, a lot of you don't really get to really understand you know, the impact of some of these clearings. And when we did the dowsing for our archetypes, we did it right before we started our podcast. So it was really fresh and really new. And then we got hit by a piano. Yes. And just so you understand that, um, that metaphor, um, when we do this kind of energy work, um, the universe will start to tap you on the shoulder. You need to change something. You need to change something. And then you're like, eh, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to deal with it. Then it drops a piano on your head. And what we mean by dropping a piano is... Remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoons where, you know, someone's walking under a skyscraper and then a piano falls on their head? That's kind of like what happened. Yeah. And, and it's that dramatic. <laughs> it really <laughs> is that dramatic. Um, we hear about this happening with our clients all the time, uh, but it was very interesting. We've been doing clearing work for what, like 20 years? I've had many a piano. Yeah, and it always surprises us when, when, when those pianos hit us. So let's talk about this piano. All right. <laughs> it's really, really big, really heavy, and it hurt real bad. Okay, Nina, why don't you tell everybody what happened? Okay, so Bill was downstairs working. And I was getting ready for this big yard sale that we were doing with a few of our friends in a few days. And I need to bring some heavy book boxes uh, up to the garage. And I had recently injured my wrist and I really needed the help. So I asked Bill if he'd come up and do it. And he said, sure. And he came up and he helped me do the boxes. But then he was really, really angry. And instead of saying to me, hey, Nina, you know, I only have a half hour left of work to do. And then, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to help you. Um, he interrupted himself and didn't tell me any of that. And then came up and proceeded to be, you know, kind of pissed off the whole time that we were working and throughout the rest of the day. I decided I wasn't going to pay any attention and I was just going to stuff it down and not say anything. Cause you know, he said he was cranky and he didn't get a lot of sleep. And so the day went on and when we got home, I was helping my son with his math and Bill comes in the room and he's talking to me and he's putting stuff away. 
and my son is getting upset because the math is really hard. And then all of my emotions that I had stuffed down before just all came up. And then I was mad. My son was mad and then Bill was mad. And we had a huge argument about uh, interruptions and time and work. And communication. And communication. Yeah. So it was neat because the clearing we did was all about how the business man can get wrapped up in their work and the father's daughter is tries to be dutiful and shove everything down and do what everyone wants them to do and make everybody happy. Yeah, and then we realized, you know, after we did the clearing, we didn't necessarily want to maintain those roles anymore because, you know, like we were saying before with constructs, they can be helpful, but they can also be very detrimental at the same time because they prevent you from really expanding consciously. And what and we, we the want, universe provided. Yeah. Well, anyhow, and we want to expand consciously, but when you don't know how to expand consciously or break away from a construct, the universe provides. Yeah. And it was neat because uh, we had the most perfect set of opportunities in that whole day to kind of deal with these archetype constructs, which was really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. It pushed all of Bill's buttons. It pushed all of my buttons, pushed all of my son's buttons. I mean, you know. Yeah. And, and because we, in the moment, we weren't really paying attention to the archetype we were playing, it blew up. It, it became a piano. Well, I had a lot of time to think over the night. And in the morning, it dawned on me what had happened. Whenever you have constructs, it's almost like there's a huge pile of rocks that's sitting in the middle of the room. And you know, you go to move something through them and, you know, maybe some of them don't budge and maybe some of them do a little bit, but the whole goal of clearing things out is to be more like water and be able to be more expansive and to flow and to really kind of um, adapt to the environment that has come up and the, the teachings that are coming up. So we had this huge kind of teaching, which was actually a whole lot worse than what we've just said here the argument was really awful yeah. um and it was just like rocks and every time I ask Bill you know for help or something uh to do to help me with something that you know he usually does help with or is kind of expected to do because it's easier for him to do it um you know I never know is he going to be engulfed in work is he going to tell me he's engulfed in work or is he just going to get angry so this is like a uh kind of a common thing, not, not too, too common. It's not like every single day at all, right? but it happens from time to time. And it's something that we play out together. Right. And, and also uh, there are days when I don't, I can't gauge how you're feeling or whether or not um, what I'm doing is going to push your buttons or not. And so yeah. So say we both have this, this wondering, am I going to push his buttons today? I don't want to do that. You know? Um, so once I figured that out and then we had the conversation about it, it was like, okay, I am not going to, uh, I decided not to bother him with anything. Um, if he was down here, period, that way, you know, he could decide whether or not he wanted to play businessman 
or not. But that decision in me was to just not be the father's daughter, no matter what. And um, try, at least try and do things that, you know, I, I have a really hard time doing, um, in, you know, normally. And what I decided in that moment too, you know, especially post-argument was that being the businessman and so focused on my work at the exclusion of other people's feelings was definitely not the way to go. Not the way I wanted to live my life. I, I don't want to be hurtful. I don't want to be so hyper-focused when people need me to be more sensitive or be more emotionally available. I need to actually do that and not just um, go through the motions and be hyper-focused on uh, what I think needs to be done, but actually be able to listen and communicate and understand that. And I need to be a little bit more self-reliant, but I also need to be more communicative of um, what my needs are and uh, what I would like. So that now that we've had this huge argument and, you know, kind of a reconciliation afterwards, um, what have we learned about our archetype or at least how we can learn to work with and also kind of break away from it uh, going forward. I like the analogy of the dead body in the room. We sit around and not just us, a lot of people, you know, many people sit around and we, we know that there's these little nagging problems. We can feel them in the back. We get triggered sometimes by little things, um, annoyed, you know, uh, there's something that is wrong in a particular situation and you feel it from time to time. And that's kind of like you're sitting in a living room and there's a carpet on the floor and there's a small, tiny little stain in the middle of the carpet. That's like kind of the blood from the dead body seeping up from under the carpet. You can kind of see it's annoying. Maybe you clean it and it goes away for a little while. And we're constantly cleaning that those little stains coming up from the carpet, aren't we? And we, and we, we find some ways to rationalize, to, um, to spiritualize things. We find ways to just kind of cover it up um, and deal with the symptoms of it in the moment. But really what's under that carpet is a dead body. Why would we want to live in a room that has a dead body in it? And that dead body is the root of the problem, the base problem. Um, that problem may not something, that problem may not be something that we are very conscious of, and it may be ancestral in nature. You know, so it may be something that we're like, wow, I don't even know what that is, but yet it causes a problem. Uh, so the whole point, I think, of what we learned how to deal with our archetypes is to say, hey, I'm seeing a little stain on the floor why don't we just roll the carpet over and see if there's a dead body under there and yeah. then work on the dead body. Because if you don't get rid of the dead body, that stain keeps coming up and coming up no matter how many times you clean it. And the stain gets bigger and yeah. bigger until, you know, maybe it's a big problem. And yeah. then, then you're so embroiled in the moment that you don't know how to deal with it. Right. Right. I, and I love that analogy. I mean, 
a, a dead body that's a big deal <laughs> and it's a it's a huge thing that we would love to ignore i mean it's it's what we call uh what psychologists sometimes call um normalcy bias is that a normalcy bias is that the this idea that um it doesn't matter what terrible or horrible thing is happening we're going to continue to go through our days if nothing is wrong yeah it the, the brain doesn't like change uh it tends to shy away from that and create circumstances where we ignore it or normalize it right so it's it's kind of it's stressful to look at these things mm -hmm. um and the brain finds it stressful the body finds it stressful so i mean that's yeah. why we we do that yeah. but it's not good for us no it's not good for us it's not good for anybody and actually back in the day when i used to take the commuter train to work there would be sometimes these announcements that come up saying the train's being delayed or maybe the train is not coming at all and then you would see these people on the platform looking at their watches and they keep waiting for the train, even though the sign is telling them the train is not coming today. Wow. Well, yeah. And that's that normalcy bias. That's that's the dead body in the room. Here's a dead body. The train's not coming. What are you going to do about it? Oh, I'm just going to keep waiting for the train, even though it's not coming. And that's the same thing with our, you know, when you're having any problems in relationships or you're having any problems in just your life, you're you got these nagging feelings. There's a dead body in the room. Nah, I'm just going to keep on going on with my day. And then all of a sudden you've got this big stank in the room and you have nothing to do. You, can't, you don't know what to do with it. Or a company comes over and they're like, there's a dead body right here. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> We're calling the police. <laughs> It's interesting because like when people go to have energy work done um, of, of any sort, they think, well, there's going to be this miraculous recovery and they're going to be really, really happy afterward. But the truth of it is, is that any type of work that is like this, um, it comes with a great deal of pain as you release. Think about your body. Over the course of your life, You've taken on things that weren't yours and you've put them into your body and you've kind of made them part of your body. So all these constructs, you know, they become part of your, your emotional, mental, and physical self. And then you get a clearing and it's like, wow, I recognize this piece doesn't belong here. So you start to tear it off and tear it out. And really that's what it is because it's become so ingrained in yourself. It is literally a tearing process of taking something that isn't yours and pulling it off your body, almost like a hand or arm or something, again, going along with the whole yeah. <laughs> dead body scenario. And it's very painful and it causes um, a lot of psychological uh, pain as well. But then once the problem is seen, like put in your consciousness, which is what a lot of clearing work does or vibrational work, puts it right there in your consciousness so that you can deal with it your world will bring up circumstances for you then to deal with it in a very positive way. And you can deal with it in a negative way if you're not very aware, like we did. Yes. Because right? yes. um, like I asked you, what's wrong? You know, talk to me. And like, you just wouldn't do it. You're just too, too you know, hyper. I was too hyper-focused. Hyper yeah, right. So we dealt with it in a bad way. 
But in actuality, it was probably the best way we could have ever dealt with it because we actually dealt with it. Yeah. It wasn't like we were sitting around having tea, being all conscientious and supportive of each other. We had a full on drag out, you know, <laughs> crap show. Yes. And it was great because it really did allow us to see and then release. Right. And then afterwards, it huge was relief, huge relief. It, it was like, oh, my gosh. And it got me really thinking about um even the, the, the nature of the work that I do. And because, you know, being the, the businessman type person, I mean, I really love my job. I love working with clients. I love helping them through their problems. But there are some aspects of my work that I find generally inaccessible. And that is the um, the visceral, the emotional, uh, getting in touch with what is what does growth actually feel like i mean i can intellectualize it i can i can feel it on a on a sort of a superficial level but if i really really want to feel it that's very difficult for me um uh, nina you've been doing a great job with that in terms of um uh, with the journey work that you do oh yeah i've had many many uh very incredible experiences with the shaman uh, initiations and training that I've had through um, uh, Yogananda's uh, Kriya Yoga, um, all kinds of things. But I, you know, I've been doing this stuff for such a long time. It's just something I have to. I'm, I'm just obsessed with it and drawn to, to be doing this. So I've had many, many experiences, but you have not. Yeah, and I tried. It's not for lack oh, of yeah. trying. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can get to certain places. But interestingly enough. So my girlfriend brought her daughter over so my son could, uh, you know. Have a play date. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were sitting around talking and she had just went to an ayahuasca retreat where she spent the whole weekend um, in a very structured environment with doctors and a shaman and all this. And um, she had a miserable yet incredible time. And Bill is just sitting here going, I have to do this. I have to do this. So immediately we get on the computer and he signs up and he's going to go to this ayahuasca treatment. And it was just yet another aspect of the clearing out of things where he, his own personal instructions as to who he is and um, how he needs to clear out his own stuff came up. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. This is going to happen. In it's like, going to be amazing. Oh yeah. It's going to be like in about four weeks uh, the, the, the weekend of, um, my birthday actually. Yeah. So this is a nice little birthday present for myself. To and that be... way you'll have, uh, a really interesting experience where. And it, and it became an imperative because businessman would not want to do this because it will literally take me out for three days and it'll be a, um, a situation that I'll have no control over. But I needed to have this experience. I need to be able to connect on a on an emotional level to the work I do, and also a visceral level. I I need to see what I'm doing, and yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, Mr. Businessman is justifying this like crazy, but uh, so that means I'm probably completely unprepared for what I'm going to be going <laughs> through. <laughs> and all I can say is, okay, 
game on. Let's bring it on. Let's see what happens. And that is what you can expect from, it, it seems sort of very mundane, doesn't it? Like, especially the initial, there's an argument and then there's um, a getting to know oneself a little better. But then as things rolled along, you know, the clearing just continues to work by bringing you in touch with those things that you need to do for yourself in order to clear this stuff out and to be more of who you really are, your real self. Yeah. And that, and again, that's a, that can be an extremely painful process. I mean, it can be a very joyful process too, especially on the other side. It's a joyful process afterwards. Oh gosh. Yes. But the other thing you have to keep in mind too, is that once you start the process and you decide, no, it's too hard. Then you will likely not have the same opportunity again, or that opportunity or that opportunity will become a whole lot harder. Right. It'll become that piano falling on your head. Yeah, you Some, really do give yourself the least amount of pain process in the very beginning of a clearing. And then if you ignore it, that's when you keep going and, and you get the piano. All right. So, you know, you may be listening to this saying, oh God, I don't wanna do that. That sounds really, really scary. But the alternative is what we're saying is the alternative is actually worse. Much, much worse. Because you your whole relationship could be ruined. Your job could be ruined. You know, your your um your abundance, your ability to bring in money could suffer greatly from, you know, not releasing some of these really, really important things that are a whole lot smaller than their shadow that they cast on the wall looks like. They, you know a lot of these problems look like a gigantic monster and something impossible to overcome. But then once you kind of see them for what they are, you see how small they are and maybe they cause a lot of drama, you know, Mm -hmm. but they are not necessarily that big. And then when they're overcome with these small changes that you consciously make, uh, you see how easy it is to make bigger changes and even bigger changes in your life. Yeah. And we see that even with the time jumps that we do, because at first the time jumps are, you know, they're kind of, oh yeah, that makes, that makes sense. That makes me, that makes me feel pretty good to examine it. But then there are other ones that are, are really hard where you really have to examine your, your shadow self. And I think that this all really came up, not only the podcast, but then all of this came up because of the most recent time jump, because it's only been a few days. It had only been a few days right. since we started it. And ours was about... Illusions. It's all parameters yeah, are an illusion. All parameters are an illusion. So now for the next month or so, we're going to be testing this idea of what are our parameters. What's real. Yeah. <laughs> and what do we want to be real instead? Because you get to pick all of this. You just have to be willing to let go of the stuff that isn't what you want. Right, exactly. And bring it to what you do want in the future. And so, with that said, if you would like to uh, go on this journey with us, um, we would be happy, happy to have you come along. So just come to the website and uh, book your free consultation uh, just go to vitalbioenergetics.com slash book online. And then from there, uh, you can book your half hour consultation. Now, just 
there was some confusion with a with a client I had earlier. It's not a free clearing that I'm offering here. This is just a consultation, so that way we can talk about where you are and where you want to go. And, and if how this is a good fit, because uh, you know maybe this isn't right for you, or uh, maybe uh, Bill, it's not it's not a good fit for him either. Maybe he couldn't help you. Right, and so that's that's why I offer that for free, so that way you can kind of get to talk, know me, I get to know you and we, and then we, you know, we're, we're good to go at that point. Um, and then from there, you can schedule one hour sessions from me on the book online site, and you can do email only as well. If you have trouble um, meeting with my schedule. Yeah. Maybe you're really busy or maybe you're very much an introvert like I am and wow, you just don't want to get on zoom or on a camera and you just would really like to, uh, work through email. I mean, that's a, that's a dream for me. Yeah. And actually, since I started that up, it's become extremely popular among my clients. So again, this is something that um, I would love to talk to you and help you through this process. And, uh, you know, the, one of the great things about this podcast is, you know, here we are, we're, we're telling you, we're doing this work ourselves. It's not like, you know, I'm like the, the guru on the mountain here telling you, oh, this is what you need to do. This is what you need whatever. Every one of these protocols, we test on ourselves and we work through them. And if and we they solve problems that we actually have in not only working with these things, but within ourselves, like, Hey, you know, wow, there's this problem here with this. I want to fix this. I want to change this in my life. And we don't have anything to do that with. Well, I guess we're just going to have to make it. Yeah. And then we do. And then we change it. And it's incredible. And then we, when we see that there's real value in it, we're like, you know, we, this is something we can offer to our clients and make, make this a, a better life for everybody. So thank you everybody for listening. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. And uh, good luck. And we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please visit our website at www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.